Hello, welcome to Extra Ginger. A couple of housekeeping items. One, I think I've been sitting too close to the mic, um, so sorry if my audio has been a little whack or anything. Uh, She's just getting back into it, okay? Give her a second. Two, I am currently very angry. I honestly don't remember the last time I felt this angry, so this will be a rant episode. Buckle in, get ready to rumble. It will be very precise because she's just livid. Okay, um, let's get started. Where the hell have you been? Waiting. For what? For this. best podcast on earth extra ginger i'm your host annie this rant is about the new netflix movie malcolm and marie starring zen daya like day i have to remember how to say her name correctly um zendaya and john david washington directed written produced by sam levinson um and i think zendaya is also a producer um but I watched it and was struck by its depth, clarity, precision, timing, mood swings, just so much of it. I loved literally every second. I laughed, I cried, I nodded, I said damn straight, out loud, I was sobbing, um, so much so that I couldn't taste the popcorn that I was eating. Um, if that's any indicator of how good the movie was. I thought it was a brilliant movie, one of my favorite movies. Um, No, but the movie was so authentic and admirable. I mean, they filmed it in the middle of nowhere. Everyone was really strict with COVID rules, you know, they had masks and um, they were very isolated and it was literally, the cast was two people, right? John David Washington and Zendaya. That's it. Those were the only two people in the entire movie. And I hadn't read any reviews on it because I had read an interview with the two of them before, I think, um, Sam and Zendaya, but I had wanted to read like just one more article. And in searching for said article, the first page, or the first couple of searches, was three bad reviews. I didn't even have to scroll. They were already there. There was a review specifically. I'm only reading skimming one because I can't handle. I just got, I was shocked, and I thought it was a joke headline, but it's not. It's real. Um, and it's a Time article. Like, the big company, Red Letters, Time Magazine, in the entertainment subcategory movies the headline is oh i can't (laughs) zendaya dazzles in otherwise dull malcolm and marie and i just lost it i completely lost it i mean um i will be 
starting with a rebuttal of this time article. I'm not going to read it line by line and I'm not like not only out loud, but like personally, I just scrolled to the last paragraph and this really got me. She says, but if the couple's fighting is amusing at times, which is an understatement, I laughed out loud multiple times, it's mostly lacerating and circular in a way that courts boredom rather than sympathy or any other deep, honest response. And from that sentence alone, I know whoever wrote this has one, never been loved, two, never been in love, and three, is not committed to their own personal growth, period. There is no way you could have watched Malcolm and Marie fighting and never, never once did you think Marie has to go through so much to live and love such a narcissistic but also devoted man. But she is also more than prone to spiraling. She almost invented spiraling. But also she is so brilliant that it makes sense as to why she thinks so hard about things he can't understand. Circular arguments, if you've never had a circular argument, you don't know what a circular argument is. <laughs> like, if you are older than, I don't know, 13, I think everyone by the age of 13 has had a circular argument, right? Like, this is, this is what I love. <laughs> My heart is beating so fast. <laughs> she said... It courts boredom rather than sympathy or any other deep, honest response. Right, so watching a former teenage drug addict ask for acknowledgement in a thank you speech in a movie made about her that she wasn't even casted for even though she's an actress and her boyfriend or partner um I don't know if they're married I don't think they are um where she literally is dating the writer producer director god I was I wish this was visual because I <laughs> and you know I get it maybe you've forgotten how it feels to reflect or do any sort of introspection <laughs> because I just cannot believe that you can see two people in love hurting each other on purpose and not feel something. Do you know what I mean? Like how do you watch two people that love each other but are also hurting each other on purpose and not have any type of deep honest response? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Like hello? And then this one. This, these are the only two sentences I'm going to read from this entire thing because I can't handle anymore. In the next sentence, it says, as Marie Zendaya is saddled with the tedious role of the brainy knockout who's also quote unquote difficult. 
yet men can't resist her, exclamation point. Let me say, just because someone looks good and also knows how to use words as well, if not better than you do, doesn't mean they're a brainy knockout. Okay, that that doesn't, and that also has, it has everything to do with the fact that those two qualities together in the same person makes that person attractive. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, are you trying to tell me that someone who's smart and good looking is not half of the entire package? Like all you're missing is kind. What, what else do you, what are you looking for if not smart and good looking? Like, and I wish being smart and good looking was something to be celebrated the fact that, look, Marie is difficult, okay? But so is everyone else in the same exact ways. Like, it is a mistake to think that humans are so uniquely different. There is no such thing as being a difficult person because Everyone has problems and just because they're not the same as yours doesn't invalidate the credibility of the emotions that comes with having a life, period. Like being alive brings about emotions and it's not difficult to talk about it. <laughs> like, Oh, I just, she's saddled with the tedious role of being a brainy knockout because it must be so, so difficult to be pretty and smart at the same time. You can only have one because I have neither and I'm mad about it. Like, okay, so you're not going to talk about Zendaya's character is so young, but insightful, patient, caring, and committed to listening. And I'm glad that I read the Sam and Zendaya interview first. Um, this is on the website Interview Magazine. Um, and the author of this article is literally Zendaya, so um, you know it's very true to the tone that I think she and Sam wanted to put out with this movie. And the title is Sam Levinson and Zendaya Unpack Everything Malcolm and Marie. I'm so glad I read this first because Sam said something. Let me see. Um, um, okay, I don't know how much context this needs. Let me see. Um... Okay, so there's a scene in the movie where um, it's very late at night, and this is also really funny, is that, like, they're in the middle of fighting, and, oh, let me give a, oh, sorry, I was so mad I didn't even give a backstory. Um, quick premise is Malcolm is a writer, director, producer, played by John David Washington, and Marie is, again, Zendaya, and they're a couple, they're coming home from some premiere of Malcolm's movie 
He got a lot of good press, a lot of good reviews, you know, and the couple comes home from like the party, from socializing, and it's the end of a long night. Um, and basically it's like the entire movie is how their conversation evolves into a argument and back into, you know, being in love and then back into sadness and hurt and something adjacent to betrayal and then back to happiness and we just get to watch this couple deal with each other basically um over the course of a night there's a part in the movie where they're fighting but it's not so tense and Malcolm starts screaming and it's because his first review his first movie review is in and this is what's from the interview um and it's what Sam Levinson says about that scene so he says that's the whole irony to that interpretation because Malcolm doesn't get a negative review he gets a fantastic review but it's not the right kind of praise in his mind so it completely unmoors him as a character until he's screaming at the trees about identity the scene is about his insecurities as a filmmaker and how crazy he can get when he's just in his own world and I think to further compound it, Marie agrees with the film critic's criticism and even takes it a step further by saying, well, her problem with you as a filmmaker is my problem with you as a human being. Which I think gets at the larger theme of what the film is about, which is learning to listen to critique and grow from it, not just as an artist, but more importantly, as a human being. But it is fascinating that certain people's interpretation of the film completely negates Marie's counterpoint which I would argue is the emotional core and I think in some ways they're essentially mirroring Malcolm's dismissal and refusal to listen to Marie and acknowledge her validity and that's kind of bizarre and ironic and terrifying and interesting and what makes film in general interesting. That was really comforting because I agreed when I read those two sentences from the Time article, I thought, how could you watch this movie, not understand what it's about, and then proceed to do exactly what a character in the movie does? Like, hmm? This movie is basically about you. Like, I, how could you not recognize yourself in the mirror? I just, it's astonishing, truly. And... But he's also right. He says it's bizarre and ironic and terrifying, but also interesting. And it's what makes film and I would say art in general interesting. <laughs> Not to get, you know, highbrow, um, but I do think it takes a little bit of self-awareness to truly appreciate any sort of media consumption. Like, in the simplest example is memes, right? Like I remember um, it was this old style painting, uh, very Monet, like, you know, kind of fuzzy. And there's this little house on this really, really steep hill of grass. There's a woman like in the foreground of the painting in you know one of those big puffy dresses and she's crawling up the hill but like agonizingly 
Okay, so the house on the hill says to be seen, and the big steep hill that's really hard to climb is the mortifying ordeal of being known. (laughs) And it is really hard to open up and share and, you know, like be vulnerable, but the reward at the end of the day is to really be understood by someone who is someone who genuinely cares about you and is trying to better um, figure out ways of doing that. So I'm glad that, you know, (laughs) Sam and I are on the same page here is that it is really interesting that a big, you know, company can put out a piece that further confirms all of the criticisms of media in the movie (laughs) like um that was my rebuttal I'm not gonna read any more reviews or pick apart that review anymore I just feel ready to talk about the good things (laughs) so uh we can move on to that one of you know my favorite and I'm sure the hardest scenes to do was this monologue at the end um where they've kind of exhausted their arguments and they're just tired at this point and right after this they get ready for bed and go to bed so this is kind of you know the last hurrah so i found a transcript of the monologue and in the beginning of the movie when they both first came home because the whole movie takes place in this giant house so the first we see of them when they come inside the house the first problem marie brings up is about how malcolm didn't thank her in his thank you speech for acknowledging everyone that helped the movie come together and helped support him and you know whatever um and then it just escalates from there um through going through all these different things um at one point like basically it circles back at the end of the night to this thank you in Malcolm's speech so this is like really the um match that lit the fire I don't know I don't know that's a saying so Marie says all I wanted tonight was a thank you Malcolm that is it that's all and this is Marie still talking so she's like talking in a place of like this is what Malcolm should have been said should have said like she's writing his speech for him basically um so she says thank you Marie thank you for loving me thank you for making my life better for getting your life together thank you for watching 100 cuts and reading 100 fucking drafts thank you for your notes your experience your patience your authenticity you bring to this film thank you. Thank you for being a drug addict. Thank you for being clean. Thank you for dumb shit like buying toilet paper and milk and organizing the shit with the movers. Thank you. Thank you for doing the shit I don't want to think about. Thank you for making me coffee in the morning. Thank you for making me smile. Thank you for the good sex and the cuddles. Thank you for doing the laundry and picking out my suit tonight and making my ungrateful ass some mac and cheese after I forgot to fucking thank you. Thank you for the mistakes you've made, for the charm you bring, the life you bring. Thank you for loving me. 
Thank you for getting over this, for moving forward, for being you. Thank you for all the shit I forget to thank you for. And thank you for looking so goddamn sexy in that dress tonight. You make me look good. You make me a better person. Thank you for understanding that I'm not always great at expressing how I feel and it comes out in my work more than in real life. Thank you because I know it doesn't always feel good. So I hope you can live with that. Thank you. I know I'm emotionally abusive sometimes, but I'm grateful you don't hold it against me. Thank you for assuming the best. <sighs> you know, um, that really encapsulates the entire essence of their relationship. Disregarding the bigger picture, the morals and life lessons and general applicability between these two characters i think marie's monologue cinches together their dynamic right is that continuously throughout the movie i kept on thinking you know she is so patient she is so patient she's asking him questions so that he can answer in his own voice and then she tells him what she wanted to hear all along at the end right like she waits all this time and i remember like there was a scene where she asks him can i ask you a question and you promise to answer without making me feel bad and that's not asking for a lot. All you have to do is talk in a way that will not hurt me. That's what she's asking for. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it. There is a very simple and generic answer that he could have said to some of her questions that would have de-escalated the entire situation. But he didn't. He chose chaos. <laughs> Every single time he chose chaos. And she even told him, like, before they really got into it, he said, you know, I don't want you to go to bed angry. I think we should talk about it. And she says, no, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it because you are not capable of not escalating any situation. And immediately, like, Within sec within minutes, seconds, he's already like screaming, yelling, very angry. And she told him no. You know what I mean? Like she said, you know, we'll take it, we'll take it from the morning. We'll take it when the sun is up. Let's wait. And he said, No, we're gonna do it now because I care about you. And then proceeded to not care about her. Not the whole night. I do think he is in love with her and loves her, but like, for example, in the bathtub scene, there were multiple times when Malcolm just kept pushing. He just kept pushing. And he even asked, do you want me to keep going? I can hurt you more. Do you want that? And beyond it all, um, I think it shows how love is a choice and how Malcolm and Marie's dynamic could not have highlighted that any better like they did it you know <laughs> um 
huge success, very big support from me. Um, I think in the way that Malcolm doesn't recognize that he's capable of making mistakes or doing wrong, and he also doesn't recognize that it's possible to be a little bit wild and the inventor of spiraling, but also right, you know? Like, yeah, she is just as volatile and chaotic as Malcolm, but she's also right. I'm so glad that they put in that monologue at the end because I think in a way, even though it was one of my favorite parts of the movie, if it wasn't in the movie, I think it would leave a lot more up to interpretation um, about who was right or wrong. And the fact that it's in and it was still misinterpreted, just like, thank God I'm not in film, (laughs) you know? Like, thank God I'm not the one making these choices because the fact that it was so clear what the solution to this argument was, even though it was a circular argument, even though, you know, they both got angry and it was... I think, true to how the brain works sometimes. Even with all of that, I think it was still very uh, leveled and layered and consistent, but also surprising. Um, <laughs> like when Malcolm was trying to find his wallet to pay for like the subscription or whatever to read his own movie review Zendaya was at the table and Malcolm's you know pacing the house looking for his wallet really really angry and it's a huge house and she says did you check the bedroom and he says what 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 and she goes I asked if you checked the bedroom and he goes of course I checked the bedroom of course I checked it's not there And she says, okay, well, did you check the office or like, I don't know, some other room? And he said, I found it, I found it, I found it, I found it. And she asks, where was it? And he says, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, that doesn't matter. (laughs) And it just made me laugh so hard because like, I don't know, I just thought it was hilarious. It's so funny. Um, So no, I don't think it was dull. I don't think it was tedious oh wait there was one more line in the time article um i'm not going to pull it up again because i already closed the tab and it's not worth a second glance so i'm not going to have these words verbatim but um it was something along the lines of like the movie was exhausting and too like all over the place and (laughs) have you never had a hard conversation with someone you love (laughs) like isn't that every single hard conversation with someone you know really well and also care about a lot like when two people are on different pages yeah that's what happens you argue for a long time like years sometimes about the same thing until both of you understand what's going on and are on the same page like that's literally how every single relationship, friendship, family ship works. <laughs> like, I don't, I just, it is disappointing and it's what makes me glad and 
very um, comforted every single day. (laughs) Exaggeration. But a lot of the times I watch movies and I think, wow, I would love to do that. And then I see stuff like this, right? Making a great piece of art that speaks to a very simple point, but is webbed out in a way that makes a lot of other good points. And it even does fan service. They even cater. They even cater to film enthusiasts by putting in all that stuff about, you know, there was a lot of name dropping with Malcolm when he was going on his rant about um, the review that he got. And I didn't understand any of it, honestly. Um, But they did that. They even did fan service for you guys and you didn't take the bait I just don't understand um and excuse me if more good reviews have come out uh since the release of this episode um but yeah I I just I'm traumatized I cannot I will not read another review um And maybe it was my search, you know, maybe there are good reviews that did come out um, and I just didn't see them. But yeah, I feel all ranted out. So let's start closing it out. Welcome to Closing Ceremonies, which is done in two phases. Phase one is final thoughts, where we deliver the takeaways from each episode in clean one-liners. Um, highly recommend Malcolm and Marie, 11 out of 10. Don't forget to thank the people that helped you get to where you are today. Um, really listen and try to understand when you're in an argument. I think that is the most important time to think before you say things and listen what else love is a choice i will die on this hill come fight me if you want to i don't care i will take you down 200 percent believe love is choice um and along the same lines um i guess this isn't a very clean one-liner but um relating back to what malcolm said to marie in the bath about snapping her like a twig emotionally i think that really speaks to how much love is a choice right because i think a lot of the times there's emphasis on whether or not a person is good and you know maybe a little further if they're good for you which is important um especially the latter but i think malcolm really embodies why it's not important to look at whether or not someone is good right like it doesn't matter in love if you're good or not it just matters whether or not you choose to be good for the person that you love (laughs) you know like of course you wouldn't want to be with someone who's mean to everyone and just nice to you but i don't think it's as important to be questioning whether or not someone is capable of being bad you know like isn't everyone really capable of being bad in different ways like it's about whether or not you choose to act on it especially in context to a partner right is that like malcolm saying he could 
viciously, destructively hurt Marie. But he won't because he loves her. It's interesting because, you know, she didn't say it, but my thought was, Marie could hurt you too. Like, yeah, she's been through it. She's had significant troubles. But what's to say she's not also capable of snapping you like a twig? But she doesn't have to say it. She doesn't have to say, I'm capable of hurting you a lot, but I don't. It's just something that she does anyway, right? Like all the other stuff she does anyway. The suit and the making him look good and, you know, performing for people. And that's something she does anyway. And yeah, so bottom line, love is a choice. We'll not be taking any further questions at this time. Thank you. Um, great. Okay. So moving on to phase two closing ceremonies, which is a palette cleanser, a quick refreshing little tidbit to, uh, send you off on a good note. Okay. Here's this week's palette cleanser. February and March have the same dates. Like this Tuesday is February 9th, but March 9th is also a Tuesday, and it's because we have a, I don't know what it is, like a perfect 30-day month or something like that, um, so yeah, check your calendars, the evidence will be there, February and March, same exact dates, um, oh, and on that note, it's 11-11, so, uh, anywhere you are, make a wish, don't worry, I bookmarked the time for you. You're allowed to make a wish, even if you're listening and it's not 11 11. Um, thank you for braving it through my rant. Thank you for hearing me go off. Thank you for watching the movie in advance, because I hope you will, actually. <laughs> um, and as always, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you soon.